Welcome to Dark Crossroads Podcast, hosted by Roxanne Fletcher. This is your stop for all things true crime and paranormal. From the infamous story of the New Bedford Highway Killer to the chilling tale of the Black Eyed Children, Dark Crossroads Podcast is a truly deep dive into the stories that frighten and fascinate you. All links to the show will be provided in this episode's description. And don't forget to let us know what you think of today's episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Dark Crossroads Podcast is brought to you by Problem Wildlife. Problem Wildlife serves all of Western Massachusetts and has been humanely protecting your house and your family from unwanted pests for over 20 years. Take back your space with an animal control service that you can trust. They are family-owned, fully licensed, and are knowledgeable and dependable. To find out more about their services, simply visit their website at www.problemwildliferemoval.com. Again, that is www.problemwildliferemoval.com, and their information will be included in our show notes. On December 3rd in 1998, Mark Jensen found the body of his wife, Julie Jensen, in their bedroom. He told investigators that she had been sick for the past three days, but that otherwise he didn't know what had happened to her. The initial autopsy was inconclusive, with Kenosha County, Wisconsin, medical examiners unable to determine the cause or manner of 40-year-old Julie Jensen's death. But after investigators seized the family's computer, they began to suspect that Mark Jensen had actually murdered his wife. I said, oh my God, he killed her. The position of her body was the way her arm was spread out underneath her. Um, it, I said she was rolled into that position. Nobody, nobody goes in that position naturally of their own accord. And I said, we're going to be taking that computer. This is the first time I've actually seen a computer in the home of, at a crime scene. In the end, it took two murder trials, one in 2008 and another in January of 2023, to finally convict Mark Jensen of killing his wife by poisoning her with antifreeze drugging her while sleeping with pills and eventually suffocating her to death. After years and years of legal back and forth, which centered largely on a letter that Julie Jensen had written shortly before her death, pointing the finger at her husband, should anything happen to her, a judge finally sentenced Mark Jensen to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mark and Julie Jensen lived in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, a small town situated on the shores of Lake Michigan, about 40 miles south of Milwaukee. Mark Jensen worked as a stockbroker while Julie worked as a stay-at-home mom and watched the couple's two young sons, David and Douglas. He told me that his mother is sick and that his dad will not take her to the hospital. David's demeanor was grave, concerned, nervous, worried. The Jensen's marriage was for the most part, a rocky one. In the early 1990s, Julie had a brief affair with a co-worker, and after she admitted the affair to her husband, somebody began harassing her. For years, the unknown perpetrator left pornographic photos around the house and on the Jensen's vehicles, and they would make hang-up phone calls, which Julie diligently recorded in a logbook. 
Julie's mental health suffered, and on December 1st of 1998, just two days before her death, she had visited the family doctor who wrote her a prescription for the antidepressant Paxil. It was stated that she was miserable and depressed by the doctor, and he had also testified during the January 2023 trial. At trial, Mark Jensen's attorneys used Julie Jensen's mental health struggles as part of their defense, arguing that she had died by suicide and framed her husband for her murder. But prosecutors painted a very different picture. When they scoured the internet browser history on the family's computer, they found searches for ways to kill somebody, including ethanol glycol poisoning. Ethanol glycol is a primary ingredient in antifreeze. Medical examiners also found ethylene glycol in Julie Jensen's blood, stomach, and urine. Investigators also found emails that indicated that Mark Jensen had been having an affair also with a woman named Kelly Labont, now Kelly Brooks, in the months leading up to Julie Jensen's death. And saw Kelly laying on their bed. Um, and as I continued past the door, I saw Mr. Jensen standing away from the bed with his shirt off. And not long after Julie had died, did Kelly move in with Mark, and a few years later, the two were married. Prosecutors argued that Mark Jensen killed his wife so that he could be with Kelly, and they also claimed that he had never forgiven his wife for the brief affair that she had had with the co-worker before. She was afraid her husband was going to make it look like a suicide because um, when she went to counseling... He would always say things that were um, making her look like she was crazy. It was stated Mark Jensen, who had tormented and punished and never forgiven his wife for years, found her a replacement and then killed her. It was also stated during the trial, if Mark Jensen did kill his wife so that he could be with his new lover, poison makes sense as a murder weapon. He likely did not love his wife anymore, so he wouldn't have cared if she was in pain and Poison suggests that he spent time carefully planning how to get rid of her. In a lot of murders, someone just flips out and stabs or shoots somebody. There's a situation that pushes them to have a very violent physical response. Whereas poisoning is more deliberate and planned out, it's generally more premeditated, and it's usually a more dispassionate approach. You're watching that person suffer and you're fine with it because it's a means to an end. You're not connected to your victim anymore. Beyond Mark Jensen's extramarital affair and the incriminating internet search history that they found on his computer, investigators were also convinced of his guilt by a letter that Julie Jensen had written just before her death. That letter, however, also created years of legal headaches. About a week and a half before she died, Julie Jensen penned a letter, sealed it inside of an envelope, and gave it to a neighbor. In it, she had written that, If anything happens to me, Mark Jensen would be my first suspect. According to the Killer Cases episode on A&E, she also wrote, I would never take my life because of my kids. They are everything to me. This letter was written by Julie Jensen. Pleasant Prairie Police Department, Ron Cosmo, Detective Ratsburg. I took this picture and I'm writing this on Saturday, November 21st, 1998. This list was in my husband's business daily planner, not meant for me to see. I don't know what it means, but if anything happens to me, he would be my first suspect. 
Our relationship has deteriorated to the plight, superficial. I know he's never forgiven me for the brief affair I had with that creep seven years ago. Mark lives for work and the kids. He's an avid surfer of the internet. Anyway, I do not smoke or drink. My mother was an alcoholic, so I limit my drinking to one or two a week. Mark wants me to drink more with him in the evenings. I don't. I would never take my life because of my kids. They are everything to me, and she underlined everything. I regularly take Tylenol and multivitamins. Occasionally take OTC stuff for colds, Zantac, or Imodium. Have one prescription for migraine tablets, which Mark uses more than me. I pray I'm wrong and nothing happens, but I'm suspicious of Mark's suspicious behaviors. Fear for my early demise. However, I will not leave David and Douglas, my life's greatest love, accomplishment, and wish, my three Ds. Daddy, Mark, David and Douglas, and signed Julie Jensen. And this letter was written November 21st, 1998. This is the list that she'd seen. This is the list that was photographed by Julie and given to the police. Inside of the envelope, she also included a photo that she had taken of a list written in Mark Jensen's handwriting that included items like own drug supply, bag hands, and syringe. It was stated by prosecutors that it certainly seemed Mark Jensen was making a list of potential ways to murder somebody. Letters like this are rare, but not unheard of, in murder cases. And if the Jensen's marriage was falling apart, it's not surprising that Julie Jensen felt some indication that something was not right. Listen to your gut, everybody. Prosecutors presented Julie Jensen's so-called letter from the grave to jurors during Mark Jensen's first murder trial in 2008. At the end of that trial, the jury convicted Mark Jensen of killing his wife, and a judge sentenced him to life in prison without parole. But Mark Jensen argued that the letter should not have been admissible in court because it violated his constitutional right to cross-examine a witness who provided evidence against him. Since Julie Jensen was dead, Mark Jensen couldn't confront her and therefore the letter shouldn't have been allowed at trial. The case ended up making it all the way to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which in 2021 ruled that Mark Jensen deserved a new trial, one at which the letter would not be allowed as evidence. So in January of 2023, prosecutors tried the case for a second time and again secured a conviction. The judge at the time, Bruce Schroeder, handed down the maximum sentence in the case, life in prison without the possibility of parole. There's other avenues that people can do if they don't get along with people, and that was mentioned by the state. We're all human beings. Sometimes we just don't get along in a marriage and things don't work out, and other people do things that make us mad, and some people stay married, and they're unhappy for the rest of their lives, or they work it out. And Mr. Jensen could have had that opportunity. He could have walked away. He was having a difficult time with his wife. He could have divorced her, separated or whatever. But he chose not to do that. What he chose to do is to torture her for a long time. This antifreeze, the theory that somebody would drink that to commit suicide, I don't buy that. That's not a way people commit suicide. It's torture. He was jealous. He was vengeful. Uh, he manipulated people. He was a control person over Julie, committed a cruel act. 
And it happened for a long period of time. As, as mentioned by the state, it wasn't like somebody made a decision to shoot somebody within 10 seconds or whatever, and it's over, and it's a young person. He's a grown adult, married, and he tortured his wife for a long period of time, for years. You know, we go to funerals, and sometimes you wonder, what, what do I say to the family at a funeral? Well, sometimes we say, well, at least it was a quick death. The person didn't wake up or had a heart attack, and they died right away. At least they didn't suffer. Or if they had a major medical issue and they suffered, sometimes we say, well, at least the suffering's over and they're in a better position right now. Well, in this case, there's no doubt in my mind that Julie Jensen suffered for a long time. And the evidence showed that through the trial, she did not have a good life for a period of time that she was married to Mr. Jensen. The harassment, the uh, antifreeze poisoning, the lack of calling a doctor when she was dying. It was a painful death, and it was all caused by Mr. Jensen. You know, I, I look at the pictures that I have in front of me. They're pictures of Mr. Jensen with his children, but I still remember Julie Jensen's picture that we had during a trial. She was a loving mother. She loved her children. Both sides agreed to that. And she will never get to see her children grow up because she was murdered by the defendant. So this was planned out for a long time. It was intentional. It was researched with a purpose for evil. He's not getting any parole eligibility. It's too serious of a crime to depreciate. It was too vengeful. I have to consider the uh, need to protect the public from any further criminal activity based on all the factors I just put into the record. No parole, life imprisonment. That is the judgment of the court. He can do the rights of appeal in the back. Mark Jensen is currently incarcerated at Oshkosh Correctional Institute in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. At the sentencing, the judge said, Your crime is so enormous, so monstrous, so unspeakably cruel, that it overcomes all other considerations. Julie, we dearly love and appreciate and thank your friends and neighbors who share pleasant times with you, who can testify to your vibrance and caring nature. Our utmost gratitude goes out to those kind people who helped you in your times of distress, including the Pleasant Prairie Police and the first responders. We, your brothers, our families, and your many relatives and friends across the country, all grieve that people who did not know you will never experience what a kind, gentle nature person you were, that you loved your two sons more than anything else on this earth. Finally, we know you did not want to burden us brothers with your marital problems, and you did not reach out to us. We see your tragic death, Julie, as a result of Mark's increased aggression toward you to cause fear, to exploit your vulnerabilities, to manipulate your actions so as to occupy a position of power and control over you. This is the definition of domestic abuse. 
with lovers and friends I still can recall Some are dead and some are living In my life I love you All right, guys, so thank you so much for hanging out again today. For more details on the podcast or the cases that we covered, then head on over to the website www.darkcrossroadspodcast.com where we have all of the episodes, um, information about the podcast, merch, and also a blog covering every single case and it going into more description including links to all the places that you need to make phone calls to or resources regarding the case. You can also find us on uh, most social media platforms. Don't forget to like, share, rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. You can subscribe to the podcast. There is a link in all episodes in the notes that will send you to our subscription page. And with that, you will get bonus content, discount on future merch, and a lot of other extra goodies and kind of behind the scenes information. Um, So every single donation through the subscription and any other place goes straight to the podcast. It helps fund research and it really helps us out to keep this podcast going. So before I go, I just want to thank all of my listeners for your continued support and for sending in cases that you wanted covered and stories that you wanted read on the podcast. We truly accept all stories, scary, paranormal, um, funny, anything that you want read or you want me to know, send it in. And any cases that you want covered, please send in. You can email those to darkcrossroadspodcast at gmail.com. And with all of this said, please don't forget to be weird, stay different, and don't trust anyone. Curiosity Box delivers the cerebral fascination of Vsauce right to your door through engaging science toys, surprising puzzles, and books that expand our understanding of the universe. The creators worked together to create, design, and handpick each illuminating item in the Curiosity Box, including constructive kits, brain games, and imaginative custom t-shirts. Every quarterly delivery will turn your home into a laboratory of wonder. If you have always been curious about the world around you, then subscribe to the Curiosity Box and have access to the most popular science education network on YouTube as it energizes a community of Earth's most inquisitive minds with videos spanning science, math, and the human experience. And now all of that passion is in a box. Pull out the screen 
and put in your hands. You can also receive monthly courses spanning popular academic disciplines to inspire and nurture the next generation of curious thinkers, innovators, and inventors. They are delivering a deeper learning experience through AR, VR, and video lessons on the MEL app. Join the curious community on their journey to explore the world. Celebrate the amazing and support brains for the future of our pale blue dot and beyond.